What's up, everybody? Usman Diallo here with the 9 to 5 Outsiders podcast. And I'm excited about today's episode because we are going to talk about the five reasons why most people do not make it in business. The five reasons why most people do not make it in business. So stay tuned. You are listening to the 9 to 5 Outsiders podcast with me, Usman Diallo, where you can learn tips and ideas on how to overcome the challenges of leaving your job to start your own business journey. If you are all about challenging the status quo and will not settle for average, then you have come to the right podcast. So if you are listening to this podcast right now, chances are you have student loan, credit card, or medical debts. As a matter of fact, for the first time in history, our nation has has a record of $1.5 trillion of student loan debt, leaving millions of Americans struggling to pay off their debt. That is why I've partnered with Mediator Debt Solutions, a company that specializes in helping thousands of people like you acquire financial debt relief by helping them resolve their student loan, credit card, medical, and other forms of unsecured debt. Mediator Debt Solution has helped thousands of people reduce their debt with 40% to 60% saving and become debt-free within two to three years. To learn more about your free consultation, go to www.phpdebtsolutions.com slash sm slash 12729 or click on the link in the episode's description details for your free consultation. So how's everybody doing today? I'm excited. I'm really, really excited about this episode for different, different reasons. Uh, but uh, I'm actually currently uh, in my office, uh, in our office, I should say. Uh, we had a we had an amazing training this morning with some of the agents, and um, I was supposed to have an appointment uh, in about fifteen minute about fifteen minutes ago, and for some reason my uh, the client. Or the prospect uh, did not show up for some reason. So I usually record those podcasts while I'm driving in my car. But just wanted to improvise today because I was like, hey, if I'm not going to be meeting with the prospect and uh, uh, for the appointment, I might as well just use my time efficiently and and, and try to be uh, a little bit proactive. Uh, Usually I do it in my car. I can't really do it at home. My pref... my preference would be to do it in the in the closet. <laughs> I heard someone tell say one time it's actually better to record in a closet because it's quiet. But for me, that probably works better because I have, you know, I have kids. You know, uh, I have three boys, especially my three year old. He's always trying to get into stuff. But uh, but you know, we'll see how it goes today. Anyway, so so we, what we're gonna talk about today, like I mentioned before, is the five reasons why people don't make it in business. And the reason why I came up with this is because uh, I remember a few months ago uh, I was talking to the chairman of our of our firm, and uh, he he's done very very well for himself. I mean, the guy came here from El Salvador, you know, came came to America about ten years ago, 
uh, got introduced to financial services, got into uh, the business, and now build a build a big, big, big agency, a big business for himself, doing very, very well, seven figure type of income. And I was asking him because I needed some guidance and coaching, and I said, "Hey, uh, I really want to improve because that was at the time where I was really having." I was really being really frustrated with my business, and I say, "Hey, I, I really want, I really want to hear your your opinion. I, I I really want you to help me out. You know, I'm doing all of this. I'm running some appointments. I'm meeting with clients. You know, but the business is not growing as much I want it to grow. So, what what do you think I should do to improve? Or, you know, how can I get better? How can I grow my team faster? You know, how can I meet with more clients? How can I uh, help more people?" And he said, there's five things. He actually says six, but I, I, uh, I, uh, I kind of like cut it down to five because, you know, um, uh, two of them are very similar. But he says there's five reasons why most people don't make it in business. And if you understand those reasons and you work on them and you become better at them, you'll see your business explode. And, you know, for me, for someone who's, <laughs> you know, someone who's done very, very well for himself, I just trusted him, right? Uh, I say I'm gonna listen to him. So, so for you right now, uh, I want you to think. Maybe you, um, I mean, for the nine to five outsiders podcast, you probably feel like a night an outsider from the nine to five, right? You want to do something different. You want to get into a different field. I don't know. Maybe it's uh, internet marketing or real estate or insurance or whatever the case may be. And uh, you thinking about, okay, what are some of the things that I need to know before I get into uh, that field? How can I prepare myself so that when I get involved, you know, I don't, uh, at least I know what it is that I need to work on. So, number one, first thing that he said, the first thing he said, why people don't succeed in business, you know, is number one, most people don't work on the skills, right? So, number one is skill. And um, that really took me back to uh, the beginning of when I was working at my job, my, you know, working as an accountant for the state of Texas, and I started doing my insurance business on the side. I remember that, you know, I, I, I realized that there was a new skill, there was a new skill that I needed to learn. I needed to improve, I needed to learn something that I wasn't taught before, even though I had an accounting background, accounting and insurance. It's like oil and oil and water. It doesn't mix. It's completely different. So I needed to improve and I needed to learn. So I was going to meetings. I was investing in myself. I was investing in conferences and uh, um, uh, conventions and stuff because I wanted to learn some new skills. And uh, and to me, it, it kind of takes. It kind of makes me think of the story of uh, uh, St- Steph Curry, right? Stephen Curry, you know. Everybody knows him as one of the greatest shooters of all time in the NBA, right? He's and uh, he talks about uh, his story of how he became such a great shooter because when he was a kid, uh, his dad was in the NBA. His dad was uh, he's also known as one of the greatest three-point shooters. And uh, his dad, when they were young, they used to play in the backyard of the, of the house. They used to have like a a little basketball court in the back, and his dad would never, him and his brother, because his brother is also in the NBA, his dad would never let him practice 
uh, or shoot the basketball, you know, without good form. And he would, ne- he would, he would never let him shoot uh, uh, inside of the paint without good form. So they were always working on their form, always working on their form. And I remember one time uh, when uh, Steph Curry was sharing uh, the story of how he prepares for every single game, practice, you know, how he takes about 1,000 shots. I want you to think about this for a second. 1,000 shots every single week in practice. Every single week, these guys prepare for the game. But take, and that's that's not including shots that he takes during the game. This is outside the This is just practice. 1,000 shots. Think about that for a second. Just so he can be prepared. Like 90 minutes before the games. This is... This is how he prepares for the game. This is his pregame, right? Most, and they say that most professional athletes will be exhausted after that. Most people will be like, oh my God, I can't do this. Most, some of the most conditions, uh, conditioned athletes will not survive, but he will do it, right? So to me, what, is that, what does that mean to you? If you're getting, if you get, getting ready to uh, start a new business, and you know you're going to learn some new skills. You have to work. What is it that you're doing to, to become better at those skills? For me, one of the things that I had to do was learning the, the scripts of our business. I needed to learn how to learn the scripts of the presentation. I needed to be good at closing clients. I needed to be good at asking questions. I needed to be good at some of these things. But for me to be better at it, while I was working at my, at my full-time job... <coughs> I would just work for a few few hours, and when I have an extra five or ten minutes, I would go on the computer and read the script. I would practice and practice. I would go home and practice with my wife. I would get up in the morning and practice in front of the mirror. I was I, I would listen to I was listening to uh, uh, audio about about the scripts about my industry for for hours and hours and hours because. I knew that I needed to work on my on my skills to become better. So the skills is comp- is very very important. So regardless of the type of business that you're in, you have to recognize you have to be cognizant of the skills that you need to learn, and uh, put some times in put some time into it because nothing happens overnight. Number two is know how, and know how can also be product knowledge. So product knowledge. So very self explanatory. So Let's just say, right, you want to go and buy uh, a new car. And, you know, you, you, you get up one day, you go to the dealership, you go to CarMax or uh, Toyota or, you know, whatever the case may be. And uh, you meet with a salesman and then uh, you start telling him about the, kind of the, car, the, the type of car that you want. And you ask him a bunch, uh, you ask him a bunch of questions. And what, and then what you find out is that he doesn't really know much about what you're asking for. He doesn't really know much about the industry. He doesn't really, he doesn't even know much about his own dealership. How would that make you feel? How would that make you feel? Would you want to buy from him? Absolutely not, right? You'd be like, no, this dude is not professional, right? So the know-how is understanding the products and services that you sell, and know every single questions and every single objections that that can come up with those products you know when when somebody says something like oh well it's too expensive how do you 
how do you answer that? You know, how do you overcome the objections, right? When someone asks you some of the FAQs of your product, do you know, right? Do you know all of the FAQs of your product? So that's very important, understanding the know-how, right? The know-how. Next one is work ethic. Work ethic. Number three is work ethic. So we got one skill. Number two is know-how and product knowledge. Number three, we got work ethic. And again, <laughs> work ethic is... <laughs> This is very self-explanatory by itself, right? If Stephen Curry doesn't take about 1,000 shots every single week during practice, do you think he will become the, the player that we know today? Would he become one of the greatest shooters of all time? Maybe, maybe not. How many people are willing to take 1,000 shots, right? How many people do you know say, hey, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to do this. I want to do that, Right? But maybe they don't really work hard at their own job. So if they don't work hard at their job, what's going to make, make them good? Or what's going to make them work hard in the business, right? Because one of the mistakes that I've made uh, once, once I quit my job, first of all, I don't think I was, well, I kind of was ready to quit my job, but I wasn't. Financially, I wasn't ready, but mentally I was. But one of the mistakes that I've made is that uh, I didn't really have the work ethic to work for myself. You know, I remember the first week uh, of quitting my job. I just didn't really know, like from 8 to 12, I'll work from maybe like 8 to 12. And then I wouldn't know what to do because I wasn't used to calling the shots. I wasn't used to making the decision. I was used to having someone else tell me what to do. So... So I really had to work on my, and to be honest with you, that's something that I'm still working on. I'm still working on my work ethic. That's what I'm always looking for coaching and, and, and someone to help me, uh, to, to help me, to, uh, to help me and to keep myself and to keep me accountable because I needed that, right? And um, I remember one time uh, I was uh, listening to um, uh, Steve Harvey, Steve Harvey on the, on the Steve Harvey, sh not on the Steve Harvey show. I was listening to Steve Harvey and he mentioned that Rich people don't sleep for more than eight hours. And I was like, huh? He said, yeah, rich people don't sleep more than eight hours. I was like, what does it mean? Rich people don't sleep more than eight hours. I mean, I keep hearing that you got to sleep eight hours. You got, your body's got to be refreshed. When you get up in the morning, you, you need to get some rest. And here's Steve Harvey's talking about, yeah, you, you don't want to sleep more than eight hours. What, what is he talking about? And he mentioned that, that. If you sleep for more than eight hours, that means that you lost one third of your life. I was like, wait a second, what is he talking about? Yeah, because if you have 24 hours in a day, right, and you sleep for eight hours, that's one third of a day. So if you sleep for eight hours a day, you're losing one third of your life every single day because someone who's, who's willing to cut his sleep to maybe like two hours a day, has an additional two hours ahead of you and can do a lot more in two hours that you can do in only uh, that you can do in only uh, in 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 he, he can do more with only sleeping for six hours that you can do with sleeping in eight hours i was like hmm that's you know that kind of makes sense and when you think about it you know when you think about people that some of the most influential people in the world people that that have done things that uh, people that are very, very, very successful, right? 
they put a lot of work into the business. Now, I'm not adv- advocating that you should just work like two, uh, so many hours and you, you don't want to take a break. You don't want to be with your family. And all. I'm not advocating that. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that people that are very passionate about what they do, the work is just work doesn't feel like work to them. You know, it's just like, you know, when, when you hear about stories of, of like Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan or Steve Jobs. I mean, they love what they do so much that the work ethic was just at, the, at, at, at its peak. You know, they, they were not afraid of work. They were not afraid of, you know, rolling the sleeves and, and putting in the work. So you really have to ask yourself right now and ask yourself, how is my work ethic? How's your work ethic? Do you feel like you're ready to jump into your business right away? Do you feel like your work ethic is where it's at? Because one thing you're going to find out in business is that, you know, most people underestimate what they can do in a long period of time and overestimate what they can do in a short period of time. That's usually what most people do. And work ethic can be the one thing that can take you from zero to a hundred. So, so what is your work ethic? Think about it for a second. That's something you want to think about, right? <clears throat> Next, number four. Number four is, oh, I love this one. Number four is people skill. Most people don't make it in business because they, don't, they have poor people skill. Now, this, this one is kind of debatable because, you know, I, I've seen very successful people in life who don't have very good people skill. But, you know, but for the most part, you know, if you're going to build a build, depending on how big of a business you want to build, if you want, if you're a solopreneur, it's maybe just about you. Maybe you don't need that much people skill. But if you want to build a big business, a big organization, you want to have an empire like like Apple or, or if you want to have an, a, a big business when you're going to have to work with a lot of people, you need to be very good at people skill. You need to understand people. You need to understand um human nature uh, like in my in my business in the insurance industry uh i really need to understand my clients i really need to when someone tells me really uh i really can't this month something happened with my family i have to be empathetic you know i need, I need to have some some type of sympathy right and uh people skill it's something that i had to develop uh along the way because um i did not have a lot of people skill because I used to work as I used to be an accountant. I used to work behind a computer. No, no, I'm not trying to say all accountants don't have people skill, but I was a very quiet person by nature, and talking to people wasn't really my cup of tea. But uh, I, I really had to learn. And one of the books that uh, I, I, one of the books that was given to me by one of my very very first mentor was How to Win Friends. And influence people by Dale Carnegie. And uh, I'm telling you, if if you haven't read this book already, some of you probably have already. But if you haven't read this book, I highly recommend this book because it will help you with your people skill. It will help you understand human nature. And uh, uh, I think one of the one of the uh, one of my favorite one of my favorite um, uh, topic in the book that talk about how you know people that have very great good people skill are very good at remembering remembering people's name you know because someone's name is probably the sweetest word 
to his ear <laughs> or to 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 the to her ear right because people love to feel like you remember the name people love to feel like you pay attention to detail so so people skill is is big it's big it's big so uh number 5 number 5 so last but not least number 5 is identity right identity right what is your identity how do you feel about yourself most people don't make it in business because sometimes they they have a poor identity right they don't believe that they deserve to win they don't believe that they deserve to be successful they don't believe that they can become the best version of themselves right they have limiting beliefs right they they doubt themselves i mean to be honest with you we all doubt ourselves some t- at some points right but the problem is that we don't want to stay there forever I doubted myself when I started this business because I was like, "Hey, uh, I'm an introvert. I don't really like talking to people. How the hell am I gonna succeed in this business?" And then I saw so many people that were quiet and shy and 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 being very successful, changing the life, changing the legacy. And I was like, "Oh, hold on. If those people can make it, maybe I can make it." So for you, you gotta ask yourself, "How do you feel about yourself? How confident how confident do you feel about yourself?" Right? what is your identity because an identity is not just how you feel about yourself <clears throat> it's also um your ability to match your your ability to match your what's the word i'm looking for your ability to match the things that you want to do in life to your action so i give you an example Uh if a couple of years ago there was a man by the name of uh David Lee Edward. So David Lee Edward was I I believe at the time he was the third largest lottery prize in the US history. You know, he won 25 million dollars in the Powerball jackpot and uh you know, he he made a lot of money, 25 million dollars. I believe before winning the jackpot he was he was a he was convicted for robbery sometime in the past. So he was an ex-convict who just got lucky and won 27 million dollars of the jackpot, right? So some people will say, "Oh my god, this is just <laughs> this is a great story, right? He just he just won the lottery, he made a lot of money." But just like it happens in most stories with a lottery he uh he uh I, i think he got a he he had a financial advisor right who told him hey this is what we need to do we need to make some plans with your money we need to make sure that you know we secure your money for you but unfortunately uh david did not listen to the financial advisor he was heavily heavily involved in 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 drug he was he was a drug addict so he started using a lot of drugs and uh, he just went on the shopping spree with all this money so starting buying expensive cars i think he bought like a he bought a lamborghini he bought a jet a private jet used all of his money on drugs and ended up contracting hepatitis right think about the hepatitis <laughs> and uh 12 years later after he after he won the lottery he died at the age of 58 he died at the age of 
12 years after winning the lottery, right? And, and I believe his financial advisor said that if he had listened to him, that's what the financial advisor claimed, if David had listened to him, he would have probably received $80,000 per month. So what's, what's the point of the story? The problem with David is that even though he had $27 million, even though he had all of this money, he ended up losing all of this money because he didn't have the right identity, right? He wasn't used to having that kind of money. He went from nothing to $27 million. So his identity was not strong enough for him to handle that kind of situation, right? Have you ever met somebody that, uh, I'm thinking about, what about you right now? Let's, let's talk about, what about, think about you right now. Let's just say you're making, I don't know, $100,000 a year, $80,000, $60,000, whatever the case may be. If something happens to you, and you, you use your, your job, and let's just say you make it $100,000 a year or $50,000 a year. If something happens to you and you lose your job, your identity is the identity of someone who's making $100,000 a year or $50,000 a year. So what's going to happen in your mind is that you're going to do everything possible for you to go back to where you can make the same amount of money because that's your identity. That's who you are, right? But someone... Who's used to make uh, maybe thirty thousand dollars a month a, a year? Their identity is not at, at at your level because they're making less than you. So the problem with David, who lost all of the money and died, is because his identity his identity was not ready to deal with that kind of money. So to me, I look at success as you have to grow into that identity. One day you're making a thousand dollars commissions. Maybe the next day you're making two thousand. The next day you're making three thousand, and then your identity grows over time. But if you go from nothing to a whole lot of money, and you don't really know how to deal with it, you can end up losing it. You can end up losing it, and we see it a lot with professional athletes. I mean, how many, you know, how many professional athletes have you seen? They had all this money and they lost it. Right? How many people do you see? Even actors. I mean, I think why Johnny Depp was involved in some stuff where he lost like a big part of his fortune. Right? It's an identity issue, and that's one of the reasons why most people don't make it in business. So, so let's recap. Let's recap. So, five reasons. Number one, you have you need to have the skill, and to have the skill, you have to work on your skill. Number two is know-how and product knowledge. Whatever you're selling, products and services, make sure that you know a lot about your product and service. Number three is your work ethic. You know, how hard do you work on your business? How many time do you put into your business? And number five, you have to work on your identity. You have to work on your identity. You have to work on who you are. And, uh, and, uh, and yeah, that's, that's my message for today, guys. Thank you for tuning in. I'm excited for sharing this message with you. And listen, if you got a lot of value out of this podcast, out of this episode, I want you to go on iTunes, uh, uh, wherever podcast you listen to, and make sure you leave a review so that I know the things that I need to improve to make this podcast better for you. So thanks for tuning in, everybody. And I'll see you on the next episode. Bye-bye.